The Golden Mike Podcast is presented by SeaDeck Marine Products. Find out about all of SeaDeck's amazing standard and customizable applications online at www.seadeck.com. That's S-E-A-D-E-K.com. And now, it's showtime. Recognized as the official voice of Toad Water Sports for over a decade. His vocal tones have narrated the industry's biggest and most prestigious events in the world. With over 25 years of on-water experience, captivating charisma, and a command of his audience. Presented by Sea Deck Marine Products. It's the Golden Mike Podcast. With the noise of the North himself, Dano the Mano. Thanks for tuning in to the Golden Mike Podcast, everybody. I'm the Noise of the North, Dan Lamano. I'm coming at you from Orlando, Florida, and now it's time for some audio sunshine. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Rockstar Energy. From athletes to rock stars, Rockstar Energy Drink is designed for those who lead active lifestyles. Available in over 20 amazing flavors at convenience and grocery outlets in over 30 countries, Rockstar supports the Rockstar lifestyle across the globe through action sports, motorsports, and live music. For more info on upcoming Rockstar Energy events, check out www.rockstarenergy.com. Well, snow is melting here in the States, and down here in Orlando, we haven't seen snow in quite some time. The water's warming up, the contest season is about to start, And folks are no doubt prepping their boats as we prepare to get that lake lifestyle rolling towards another great summer of fun on the water. Speaking of events, I was on hand for the 2016 Malibu Pro Card Qualifier in Orlando. The event has been running now for about four years, if I remember correctly, and is now considered to be a warm-up for the upcoming season. The low-key contest held at Freedom Wake Park, and it's the first opportunity for riders to get their contest season started by qualifying for that pro ranking. We did see some rainy weather on that day, but the riding was pretty on point for being so early in the year. I recorded some audio clips from the event, and you'll get the chance to listen here in just a few moments on this week's audio montage. I have a pretty awesome guest lined up this time as well. He's a friend of mine now for more than 10 years, a guy who I've watched grow and transform into one of Toad Watersport's most influential and naturally talented athletes. He's a past world champion. He's taken the overall title at the Red Bull Wake Open, a King of Wake, a two-time Wake Awards Rider of the Year, and most recently named Alliance Wake Magazine Rider of the Year. Aaron Rathy is my guest, and he had me over to his Central Florida home for a pretty in-depth sit-down. We talked about his roots, his thoughts on the industry, and just some intriguing thoughts from the Byerly Boards team rider. Rathy took me for a little pull on the lake that day as well, where we both slashed around a little bit, a little wake surf action. He also gave me some one-on-one instruction wake dragging. What's wake dragging? Well, Press pause right now if you guys feel and head over to the Golden Mike Podcast Facebook page and check out Rathy's epic and, well, comedic wake dragging video. I reposted it for your viewing pleasure, and I hope you guys uh, scope it out. Well, I had a great time recording, shredding, and hanging out with Aaron Rathy, and hopefully you guys will all enjoy the conversation. 
Before we get into it, the Golden Mike Podcast is brought to you for free twice monthly and is always available online at noiseofthenorth.com. To keep this podcast no charge to you, the listener, I'd like to thank the sponsors of the show, SeaDeck Marine Products, Performance Ski and Surf, Woodrow Sustainable Optics, Boulder Boats, GoPuck, Hungry Boards SUP, Rockstar Energy, and our newest sponsor, C4 Belts. Follow me, tag me, tweet me on social media, Instagram at DanoTMano, and on Twitter at TheDanoTMano, as well as at the golden underscore Mike. Be sure to like the Golden Mike podcast on Facebook as well. You guys can always reach me through email, goldenmike at noiseofthenorth.com. Always love to hear from you guys, so hook me up with some love through your beautiful words. All right, before a short sponsor break, have a listen to this week's audio montage from the Malibu Boats Pro Card Qualifier just a few weeks back, recorded right here in Orlando, Florida. I'm Corey Wilson, the new executive director of the World Wakeboard Association. We're out here for the first pro card qualifier of the season, giving these guys a chance to earn their pro card before the 2016 season kicks off. Hey, what's up, guys? Buckman Ferguson here with the wakeboardsite.com. Be sure to check out the results from Wakeboard World Series and the rest of the events from the year on the wakeboardsite.com. Hey, it's Bryant Thomas with Malibu Boats, uh, team and event manager. Watching all the guys ride behind the new M235, killing it today. Uh, it's raining, but uh, love to be out here and supporting the sport. Really give these guys a platform to show their talent. Hey, I'm Tony Carroll. I earned my pro card last year, but I'm out here supporting all the boys riding behind the M235. I'm Kobe Mikasich. We're at Freedom Wake Park for the Malibu Pro Card. It's good to see all the new faces and getting the season started. Hey, guys. Terry Mikasich here. Super excited to be hosting the pro card out here at Freedom Wake Park again for the fourth year in a row. Um, glad that the guys are riding awesome. Hey, what's up? JD Webb here. You know, stoked to see all these guys on tour and uh, pushing the sport of wakeboarding. Hey, what's up? Brent Priestley here. Uh, just rode not too long ago. It was a little breezy, but we're crunching it into 12 riders into the final and we're getting it done right now. Yo. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Christian Primos here. Killed it. It was a lot of fun. I liked it. What's up? This is Vinny Knapp. I got my pro card last year at the Eastern Regional Championships, and I'm here today to earn my pro card again this year at the Big Boy Qualifier down here in Orlando. What's up? I'm Jeff Langley. Been towing behind the, the new M235. Wake's been awesome. All the riders are loving it. Hey, it's Sam come from England. I wanted to uh, get the hat trick this, this year, obviously, but um, just got a tough heat. I uh, had, a, had a fall in my second pass, and so I only really got two tricks in, I'd say, on the way back, so went against me this time. Hey guys, you're here with Ollie to Rome. We're riding behind the new 235, which is pretty amazing. The wake's kicking and there's some good riding, so uh, stay tuned for the video coming online soon. What's up? I'm Gordon Harrison. It's been a blast so far. I made it through my first round and we're starting finals now. Gunner Daft out here at the Pro Card Qualifier in Orlando, Florida. Super pumped to see all the boys out here. Mark Kroon, Christian Primrose, everyone killed it, so stoked to see how it turns out. Hey, this is Danny Tholander. The finals is about to kick off. We got some storms moving through, and here we go. What's up, guys? It's Master Before Eddie. We're out here at Freedom Wake Park for the Malibu Pro Card event, and I'm out here helping judging. Actually, I'm at the head judge. 
And uh, yeah, the riding was awesome. Everybody loved the boat and conditions were not as good as we wanted because it was a little rainy, but still got over with the contest and everybody killed it. What's up, I'm Eric Ruck at the Malibu Pro Card event, judging back again, third year in a row. How you doing? Great times, great riding. See you next time. Hi, I'm Max Van Elvord. I just rode the finals. It was uh, a little intense. The weather is not working with us. Not too stoked on my run, but had fun out here, so I'm pumped. Hey, what's up? Chad Sharp here. Uh, just got done with the pro card behind my new M235 from Malibu. Um, seemed like all the boys were super pumped on the wake. It was massive. Ran great all day. Um, just got done with some judging. Basically, uh, we had a 12-man final, and basically, uh, best, uh, best rose to the top. <laughs> hey, guys. It's Terry Bugs out here at the Malibu Pro Card Qualifier. Loving it. What's up? It's Mark Troon. Um, I'm out here at the Pro Qualifier event. Really like the wake. I'm happy with the way I rode, and I'm pumped to have my Pro card now. What's up? I'm Freddie Wayne, a Collegiate National Champion, and I rode pretty good out there today. Made it through to the finals, got my Pro card. Pretty excited. Uh, don't know how I did yet, but I rode well, so we'll see how everything goes. Ollie Jerome, the results are in. How are you feeling about your finish? I'm pretty stoked. Thank you, Dano. And uh, how are the wakes and everything? Everything was good. Uh, we got rained on earlier in qualifications, and then uh, it cleared up for finals, at least for me, which I didn't expect, but it was great. And the M235 wake was amazing. The water was glass, and it was great just to be riding with all the boys here locally in Orlando. How does it feel to take uh, first W of the year? feels great. Uh, I guess I guess they say you can't start any better than first, but uh, it was good fun out here. I'm Chris Bischoff, chief judge of the Malibu Pro Card event today. We had a great day today. We had a few weather delays. But uh, we made the most of it. Everyone had great attitudes. Um, we had some phenomenal riding. And uh, all in all, just uh, uh, an awesome day. So uh, we're stoked to, uh, to close it out the way we did. C4 belts are the newest wakeboarding accessory to hit the market. Made of premium TPE thermoplastic, C4 belts are waterproof and backed by a lifetime guarantee. Available in multiple colors and designs, C4 allows you to mix and match straps and buckles to create your own unique color combinations. C4 stands for Choose Your Color, Choose Your Cause, and with every purchase, you decide how C4 donates $1 of your purchase to the charity of your choice. Use promo code MANO2016 at www.c4belts.com for 10% off your order. Again, that's promo code MANO2016 at c4belts.com. C4 Belts. Look good, do good. Presented by Sea Deck Marine Products, it's the Golden Mike Podcast with the noise of the north, Dano the MANO. Hi guys, we are here at the home, the humble abode of the 2000 and, well I don't know if it's 15 or 16, the current Alliance Rider of the Year, the one and only Mr. Aaron Rathy. Aaron, thanks for having me to your home. Thanks for coming out, Dana. I, I want to talk about Canada first and where exactly you grew up in Canada. Yeah, I grew up in Vancouver Island on the west coast in a place called Nanaimo and that's where I started water sports. I started water skiing there with my family and then... I guess I got like pretty good at water skiing, like as far as like my age and, you know, like the province and stuff, you know, I was getting like, I was winning the provincials and stuff like that. So I got on like a junior development team and gave me the chance, they're like a little bit of funding to like go to Florida and get some coaching and, and then just got good at water skiing. Before you broke into Wake, you were on your way 
and you already started mentioning a little bit about it, but to a pretty solid career in skiing. Um, and yeah, I don't know if it was going to be a career, but I was I had potential to be something in it. Well, there was a lot of buzz around you as a kid. I mean, you had from from what I remember, you had records, and you were definitely a threat as as you were getting older. Uh, well, I got into it through my parents, but I think my dad and his buddies just it was something they did in the summer for fun and like jumping and stuff like that. It was nothing anyone really did um, too seriously. Like they weren't competing and stuff like that very much and. It was just like, I think it was just like a fun pastime for them in the summer. And yeah, so I got into it through that. My dad had a boat. My family had a boat with another guy. So like we shared a boat together. And like so a that, ski boat? Or? Yeah, ski boat. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, we had the the Stars and Stripes Mastercraft. or they, It was like Maple Leafs, I think. Like blue Maple Leafs. Sure. Like Special one. edition. Special yeah. edition. Um, but yeah, so that was the first one. We had that boat and we shared it with uh, his partner and... And we just went out in the summer on this, like, we had a beautiful lake, actually. It was, like, lucky to have this really nice lake. Um, and it was, it was like, really dirty, but it was, like, a really good lake to ski on because it was always flat. It was protected really well by the wind and stuff like that. So it was cool. It was nice. Okay. So you started out, you were a competitive skier. Yeah. And how long did you do that for? Realistically, I went to, like, my first nationals and stuff at the age of... 10 so 10 to 14 and I, I guess like 10 I went to this to nationals in Nova Scotia like the east coast of Canada and um I think one of the reasons why I went was because my mom's from there so she has family there and so we went and kind of visited the family and went to the contest and I think that I won I think I won like junior uh junior men's or something I'm not sure the age division it, what it was but like maybe under 13 or something I won and it gave me like a chance to go in the open division. I got third in the open division. I was super young. And so it was like, oh, like this crazy thing. And I was like super hyped. But um, but yeah, that was so long ago. But I think that was like my first big tournament for water skiing. Yeah, well, when I met you around 2003, it was right when I first got my job at Performance Ski and Surf. And you were, you were a water skier. You came in. I don't know who you were skiing with, um, but you were down here training. And you came in with the guys. And, you know, I'm... I'm a trick ski fanatic. I love it. And I believe it was one of your specialties. I think jumping was also one of your specialties at that time. Correct? Yeah. I remember I like, I don't know what year it was though, honestly, because when I was 15, I was wakeboarding and I started wakeboarding in February. Like I was, it was like my birthday. Like I was 14 in February and then in March I turned 15 and that was like, the exact time that I started wakeboarding. So I don't know if it was 2003, but I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. But yeah, trick skiing was pretty fun. I guess it was just like a thing that I did and I like enjoyed it because it was like, it was like, um, you could just kind of do whatever you wanted, like kind of thing. So I like that about it. Like as far as like free riding part of it, but the tournaments and all that stuff is a little bit different, obviously, because you have like 20 seconds to do sure a certain amount of things and like people are telling you you have to do these tricks and all that stuff and some of the stuff that I was doing I remember it wasn't even like a thing yet like I was doing like a couple mob 540s that weren't even like a thing so I was like why like why can't I'm not allowed to do it and like you know what I mean so there's like weird rules like that but jumping was gnarly I mean pointing at the jump going like that fast like that's insane was like long distance jumping or, or tricking was which one was your favorite or slaloming even um I don't really remember which one was my favorite. I was, I know I was best at trick skiing. 
like as far as like my age and things that I'd done and stuff, I was probably best at that. Sure. Well, I recall being at Worlds or I don't know, it may have been called something else, but it was at OWC in Orlando and must have been summer of 2004 because this is before I was announcing events. And it was what I believe to be your first wakeboard contest. And it was the first time I had ever seen you ride and you were competing in junior men, I think. Um, and you won. You won the wakeboard event. Yeah. And I think, was that, was that, was that Worlds? That was Worlds, yeah. That, okay. So, um, the event was the, the event was like the final contest of the season, but it was like your first contest, right? Yeah, well, I didn't ride the pro tour. I didn't ride the junior pro tour that year. I wasn't ready. Like, I honestly started wakeboarding like that spring. So, um, I was riding a lot with Henshaw and, we rode together like all summer in Canada and we rode the B- the BC tour, which is like, it was a tour running in British Columbia in Canada that was like pretty legit, like a lot of really good riders and um, so pretty competitive and a little bit of cash and stuff like that. So it was like a really good amateur series to start out on and like figure out how to compete and like put runs together and stuff, you know? And then I won our Canadian nationals as a pro, like in the open division. Um and I actually didn't win juniors. I Ollie Ollie Jerome beat me in the junior men's in Canada. Yeah, arguably he got a he got a toe seven at the end. He popped the handle on and they counted it. <laughs> no, he was French, so we we were against each other at the time. Gotcha. Not really, but um, but yeah. Anyway, so he beat me in the junior men's, and then I won the open division because we qualified through like a top three or something like that. So I won the Canadian nationals, and I think that's what like got me the chance to like ride in the worlds or something. I'm not really sure how it worked, but yeah, worlds was like the first big junior contest I went to and I just happened to win it. It was pretty lucky, I'm sure. Were you kind of caught off guard when they called you as the winner of the event or? No, I mean, obviously like in, during the day I saw the runs and stuff like that. So I I don't remember how it all went down, but there were some big names, like guys who are still like, like big names now, Jimmy LaRich that you were competing against. No, Jim's younger than me, but it was like, he uh, wasn't in the junior men division back then. mm, uh, Maybe he was, but he was a lot younger and wasn't really on the radar yet, but it was like names then it was like Jeff house, um, Philip Combs, Kevin Henshaw. Um, I remember Jeff got second and Kevin got third. And those were kind of the guys to beat, you know, like Jeff had really good style and was really good at spinning back then. I mean, still is. He's an amazing rider. So he was tough to beat. And I think there was one more, but kind of spaced out. It was a long time ago. So you speaking of Henshaw, were you buddies with Henshaw when you were a skier or did you even know him or did you not meet him until after the wakeboard stuff started happening? No, we didn't know each other. We just met after we met like spring 2004 or whatever insane yeah apparently we played hockey against each other yeah well i i believe it. it's just it's just crazy like how close like the worlds of like water skiing and wakeboarding are but yet like how often the water ski athletes don't know who any of the wakeboarders are and i don't blame them i don't follow water skiing either so sure. i don't expect them to follow wakeboarding yeah okay i'm just going off memory right now but i think it was the next season you know I've, i i will say this you you were one of the guys I always like pushed for. I liked you a lot because when I met you at the shop, you were a trick skier. Um, I saw a video of you. You didn't look like a trick skier. You wore shorts down your ankles while you <laughs> while you trick skied. It, I mean, I, I liked I liked you a lot, but I do recall as soon as you were quit wake uh, water skiing, you were kind of over it, you know? Because I would always be like, "Hey, let's go out and trick," and you'd be like, "No, I don't do that anymore." Yeah, you're not like that anymore, though, right now. I haven't even done it since. 
I think I've water, I think I've trick skied once. Yeah, you would. If I would have brought my trick today, you would have gone out. Oh, I mean, I, we went wake dragging. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, no, I actually, I um, this summer, I don't remember if I did it last summer too. Or sorry, I'm speaking like last summer and maybe the summer before. I went skiing with my dad, and it was like the best. Like I absolutely loved it. I went slalom skiing, and they still have a boat, and we like free skied like no course or whatever, just cruised around, and it was so fun. It's and like fun. A, just a great workout. Like we'd wake up in the morning and I'd seriously go out like three times a day when I had the chance. Well, I can just imagine for you the whole skiing thing. I'm sure you enjoyed it, but at a certain point, it, it, I mean, you were young and you were probably, it was probably more pressure water skiing than there was going to well, school and stuff. I mean, water skiing is like the most, one of the most structured things you could possibly do. So when you're having like coaches and not, maybe not, that's an exaggeration, but it's like an Olympic sport sort of the way that you train. And that's like never been the way I, be, I am. Like I've always been pretty like, um, like just loose, maybe I guess sort of loose, like just going with it, whatever, you know? And like, if it's fun for me, I'll keep doing it. But if it's not, I'm not going to push it. And it just got like really stale and like, just like the weird pressures, you know, like of like being on Canadian national team. And like, like you're saying, like people were like sort of saying that I was like supposed to be the next big thing. And like, um, like the Canadians were sort of like the coaches for one were like, kind of like, I don't know, like putting a lot of pressure on me in that sense, you know, like making it almost known that I was supposed to be the next one to me, which is the last person that you want to tell. Yeah, well, it's something that sticks out in yeah, my mind, yeah. and I didn't just make that up. You, yeah. Although I do make things up sometimes. <laughs> that's that's one thing I didn't make up, you know? But, yeah. Kind of yeah. what, what I was, like, getting at there uh, was that, you know, it was, like, the year after you won Worlds on a wakeboard, I started announcing, or that next year I started announcing contests, but I'm also going to a lot of contests too, just hanging out, and one of those being the Byerly Toe Jam. And now you're a, you were an X three event water skier, transitioned to wakeboarding, and wakeboarding there at this point in wakeboarding, there's not much, many different disciplines. Where now you can look at wakeboarding, and there's cable wakeboarding and boat wakeboarding. So it's kind of like two different disciplines or whatever. But at that point, you know, wakeboarding was kind of like one thing. There was wake skating. And I recall you uh, wake skating at the Byerly Toe Jam, which was a huge event with the best wake skaters in the world. And you did pretty well there. Yeah. I mean, were you having kind of trouble deciding what direction in towed water sports you wanted to go into? Uh, I mean, I just knew that I wanted to wakeboard and wake skate. <laughs> I didn't, I don't like, I didn't really care too much. It was just fun. You know, it was all fun. And at that time we were all just kind of living like a bunch of, like a big crew of us were living like an apartment and like near a lake or whatever. So everyone would just go out all day. So, I mean, you can't wakeboard all day and obviously wake skating was super fun. So like I did it enough to get good at it, I guess. Sure. And so it wasn't like a, like something that I wanted to, it was like, Oh, I'm going to be the best wake skater in the world. It was just like I did it enough and liked it a lot that I got good. Do you still uh, dabble in wake skating at all? Not really, no. Just for – I actually – you know who I was skating with a bunch? Um, it was probably two years ago. But me and Gordon Harrison were skating a lot together. Oh, yeah. I love that kid. But, we were, yeah, we were skating a bunch together. And he's, re he's really good too. So it was fun to like – I mean, I'm nothing now. You know, I, I'm still like just – pushing along and working on my three shove kind of thing I'm, I'm like nothing to where the guys are at now but it was fun with him just like you know pushing each other and having fun and whatever was there ever like a point did you ever at any point think hey i could be a guy competing in 
trick, jump, slalom, <laughs> wakeboard, wake skate. I mean, honestly, you go to the Masters today, and you could probably ride in every single event there. Well, I, I definitely couldn't right now, but and no, I, I guess I didn't. I didn't ever really think of that because honestly, like when I stopped water skiing, it was like just game over. Like I went completely into wakeboarding, and that's all I wanted to do. And for a while, that's all I thought about. Like I was like just wakeboard brain like all the time, trying to, you know, just having fun with it and like trying to get good. So, yeah, I never, I don't know, I water skiing like wasn't even something I thought about. Like. It was funny because my dad would like call me and my dad like follows water skiing and he really enjoys it and like, and him and my mom both go out all the time. So he would like call me and tell me how people were doing, like just my friends, you know, and I grew like Canadians or whatever. And, you know, Ryan did this or whatever. Brianne, they're Brianne, Ryan and Brianne are married and stuff. So they're, and we're like old friends and he would tell me how they did in events. I was like, that's cool. And like, that was like the only exposure I had for like years was just what my dad told me how Ryan and Brianne pretty much did at contests. You and I have always been cool, but I'm not going to lie. I do remember a time when you were like, dude, I'm done talking about water skiing with you. Yeah. I mean, you were definitely, you couldn't even have been 20 at the time when you told me that. But really? yeah, but you know, it was, it was all I, be- good. I believe you 100%. Yeah. Yeah, I was over it. Well, you said your folks supported you 100% on the transition, but how about the skiers? I had Tara Mikasich on the podcast and, and your name kind of came up and, she, and I asked, you know, she's like, yeah, I think the skiers were a little bit more surprised that Tara, she's like, that I um, moved over to wakeboarding than Aaron. People probably kind of saw that. Well, probably. I I remember her family, like, they were a big water ski family, right? So that would have been pretty shocking. But I just remember, um, obviously, my parents, they're going to support, like, I was, I'm lucky to have parents that support me doing whatever I wanted to do, you know? Like, if they feel that I'm passionate about it and have potential or whatever, they're going to support me unless something ridiculous. But so that was, I mean that's been like my biggest asset is my parents hundred percent. But yeah, there was coaches that were just baffled. Like they, you know, they were, everyone was pissed off. Like hundred percent. Everyone was pissed off. It was a meeting like in, in a room, I think it was a hotel room and like, it was gnarly. Like, like it was an intervention like a jerker. Like people were so bombed at me. Like it was so gnarly, man. But yeah, I don't know. That was a long time ago. I, I still like everyone. And I, I mean, those same coaches, if I saw them tomorrow, I mean, I love them. He'd be a huge high five. Like, I like everyone. So. Yeah. We got we to gotta work something out, and we've got to, uh, we gotta, we gotta get back out to the lake and for good old times, man. Yeah. And see I what won't you go around do. the buoys, but I would love to cut it up. Sure. <laughs> what, if we, what if we did something like switch the course around or something? Like put I, it, don't, I don't think that would change <laughs> anything for me. Just the, the, the fact that I'd have to make it around that buoy and then make it to the next one scares me. Yeah. Hey, stick with the, if you're going to go out there, stick with the free skiing. It's fun. Yeah. It's a good time. Rathy, at this point in your, your career, I know that contests aren't your number one concern, but for a, a good portion of your career, I feel like you were very focused on, on competitions. What events traditionally would you most, um, would you look forward to mostly? Yeah, I don't know. There was only, there was probably that one year where I was really focused on events but in my head, I've always appreciated video parts more. There's just so much more that goes into them. And like, that's what got me into wakeboarding was the exposure to video parts. And I think I was thinking about it the other day, like contests are cool and stuff. And it's cool to see, you know, people doing hard tricks. And, and it, it is now like, it's gnarly. I mean, Harley and the top five runs are just insane. But, um, I think like the mega fans are, are really the ones that want to see contests, but I think like most people can appreciate video parts like contests, you know, they're like, it's pretty, if you go to an event 
And I mean, I encourage everyone to go to an event and have fun and watch it because it is a good atmosphere and stuff. But you see the same people like that are making it through the rounds. They'll pretty, more than likely do the same runs every single round. And like, that's just like so boring, you know, like for, for the rider, maybe it's not boring for the spectator if they're like really stoked on it. And those tricks are really hard and gnarly, but like for you to like go out wakeboard every day and to just to get those 10 tricks consistent is like the most stale version of wakeboarding that I could possibly think of. And I think that's what like really pushed me away from it was just like having to go out every day and like doing the same tricks over and over just so I could go to an event that weekend and do them again. You know, it's just like, it's just so weird. Like for, for someone, at least like, you know, for someone with, I would like to think that I had potential to like push wakeboarding and like progress it a little bit, you know? And like, well, I wanted to, I had goals to, you know, like to progress, to progress wakeboarding. And at that time doing those 10 tricks over and over was not going to progress wakeboarding. So I kind of just took a step back, stopped doing events and started trying harder tricks. Hey guys, I'm going to take a quick break here to mention how stoked I am to call Rockstar Energy Drink an official supporter of the Golden Mike podcast for 2016. In addition to having a flavor for anybody's liking, Rockstar has the most stacked team in the industry as well as sponsors wakeboarding's biggest events worldwide including the WWA's entire Wakeboard World Series. In fact, this summer, Rockstar Energy Drink will give away a VIP flyaway trip for two people to the final stop of the 2016 WWA Wakeboard World Series this October 7th through 9th in the Dominican Republic. Find out more info or sign up at rockstarenergy.com between now and August 7th you know I'll be on hand, and I'd love to have the chance to party down with you, my loyal listeners, especially in the paradise known as the Dominican Republic. So sign up for your chance to win or just follow the entire WWA Wakeboard World Series presented by Rockstar Energy Drink at www.rockstarenergy.com. And now back to the Golden Mike Podcast with my special guest, Mr. Aaron Rathie. Right, well, you've, you've won Worlds as a pro. You named King of Wake. Uh, you took the overall title at the Red Bull Wake Open. You know, two-time uh, Rider of the Year, uh, or uh, Wakeboarding Mag, uh, Wakeboarder of the Year, now Alliance Rider of the Year. Um, you know, I, with all of these uh, great uh, attributes over the years, wh which one of them has meant the most to you? I, the wake open was, I mean, it was a big event at the time, you know, like I, and the year before I got second. So I, and that was the contest that everyone was talking about at the time. It was like, you know, this big build up to this huge event that every single wakeboarder was invited to. And it was trying to find the best overall. That's what people were saying. The best overall wakeboarder in the world. And so I've never considered myself the best overall wakeboarder in the world, but for that one day or the, for those three days I was, and like that was pretty satisfying, you know, like that felt pretty cool. And then to, I mean, to get second the year before and then win it the year after, um, in my eyes, like it's sort of like, I, uh, it wasn't a fluke, you know, cause sometimes like I've won events and I felt like it was a fluke. Sure. And so to like get close one year and then actually do it the year after, um, it just felt a little bit more justified. So I don't know. I mean, that was probably the most fulfilling one. But they're all, it's all pretty cool. I, I really enjoy like releasing video parts and um, whatever impact that has on other riders or kids coming up. Hopefully it, it, that feels pretty good too. 
Are there any events you'd like to see come back? Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's tough because the sponsors, the boat companies are giving money and it sort of, um, like that event, for instance, the Wake Open, like it was every aspect of wakeboarding. It was park, best trick, and boat. And it's tough to get like the sponsorship money to make that happen. And with a huge company backing it, like they were... Um, it was easy, but you know, and I mean, Rockstar, they hook up for a lot of the boat events and, and, uh, what else do they do? Jamboree. Like they do a lot of cool events. So it would be rad if, if like maybe Jamboree and a big boat event and a, you know, like a best trick or a double up contest were all part of like some sort of series. And then that would maybe inspire me or motivate me a little bit more, but yeah, I don't know. Let me ask you, how many events did you ride in 2015? I rode in 2015. I only rode one. Okay. Why has your contest riding been put on the back burner? Because I was filming video parts. I've been filming video parts the last few years, and, I mean, that's where I think wakeboarding should be going. You know, people putting out, like, huge... I would love to see the top, you know, five or whatever guys that I was talking about that do, like, those crazy runs and are obviously, like, the most talented on-point wakeboarders right now you know, just take a year off. Everyone, the, all of those five guys take a year off and put together like some gnarly video part. And just see what and they could put together. We'll just push wakeboarding, you know, like, cause obviously even if they are doing crazy runs that are, we thought five years ago wasn't possible, like in a contest, then they could be doing so much more if they weren't riding in them, you know, just pushing wakeboarding as a whole. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you see yourself, um, like, transitioning back to contests ever i i don't like I, I don't hate contests or anything like i'm not obviously they have to happen and you know like i don't know people have to like there's a thing i guess that sometimes you have to do but yeah i mean i'll, I'll have to do a couple <laughs> what's what's like most important to you when it comes to the industry well, as far as like, what do you want to be remembered if, as? If wakeboarding was just the industry, I guess it would be like I want it to be like shown in the right way, you know, being done the right way, and not just like, I guess what we were saying, like, I guess it hasn't really been that way for a while, but like, just, I guess it's pretty simple to just say like, I would like it to be seen as like a prettier sport, you know, like just like more just like better footage coming out like just not as so like much like sloppy tricks and slap grabs and just like just because you was an extra spin it's better you know like i think like people need to take a step back and it's already been happening i mean there's so many like i i'm like sort of speaking out of line because there's so many dudes that are doing it the right way so you know it is happening but um but yeah i mean as a whole wakeboarding has been it's like the ugly stepchild, you know, as, as far as the board sports go. And, and it has been. I mean, there's no denying it. Like, a lot of wakeboarding that's happened in the last 10 years has been just gross. Like, as far as the way it looks, you know. So I think that it has, like, turned around. And hopefully we're making a step in the right direction. Um, but, you know, we just got to keep going that way. Sure. Hey, what are your thoughts on wake surfing? I don't mind it. And do you at all, like, do you at all, like... I actually, I really like wake surfing. I love doing it. Like, if I had a boat at my house, I'd probably wake surf every day. It's, like, so much fun. But as far as, like, a sport and, like, something that you do competitively and stuff like that, I'm not really sure. I haven't seen too many things that are, like, gnarly enough to be considered, like, a pro sport 
it is a lot of fun and like it's cool to like I, I like treat it as like sort of training for surfing, you know, like like body position and stuff, like just when you're doing turns and um for like surfing in the ocean. But yeah, I mean there's I mean Noah um Flegel is one example that I've he's really good. Like I saw him do an Ollie backside five the other day on Instagram and it was so crazy. And I don't know how he did it, but that kid's he's actually really, really talented at everything he does. I'm gonna keep my eye on him, but yeah, I don't I don't know. There hasn't been too many things that have really hinted towards like extreme sport in wake surfing sure and i think you know talking with some of the boys i think you know and i'm not going to throw any names out there but i think you know when you talk to some of the pro wakeboard athletes who are not supporting the movement of wake surfing it's their argument is i've been beating myself up going 22 to 24 miles an hour for the last 10 years creating new tricks yeah you know getting broke off and going huge and whatnot and in wake surfing you know it's just so it's just so low impact and you know and i don't want to come off as like a jerk by saying this but it's like pretty much anybody is a pro wake surfer right now you know the the number of pro wake surfers out there is 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 just insane and it's fun you gotta hand it to him It, it is i've been I have a black, you know, I probably wake surf more than I do anything else. I have a great time at it, but at the end of the day, you know, like I just, uh, I don't see myself competing personally. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I like it though. It's fun. Do you think wake surfing's kind of overshadowing wakeboarding right now? I'm not really sure what effect it's having in the industry. Honestly, I don't really follow the numbers and stuff, but I definitely see, I mean, that's the reason why I got dropped from Tyga. So I felt that, but you know, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, you released a video that was kind of a bit of a kind of a farce uh, of sorts, although very creative and and um, kind of made you think a little bit, you know, and uh, maybe I looked a little too deep into the video. I don't know. But wake dragging, uh, was that kind of a shot at wake surfing or what was the deal behind that video? No, it, actually, it wasn't at all. I just thought it was. I like had an idea one day that it would be funny to boogie board behind the boat and and then we just I just went for it with the idea but it was like it was nothing against I don't know I, maybe people took it that way but I honestly don't really care what happens in wake surfing like I just I don't care enough to like be bummed that wake surfing is like a sport and stuff like I I don't it doesn't affect me I don't feel like it affects me much but no, it wasn't it wasn't a shot at wake surfing at all. I just thought it was hilarious and hilarious to do and like we're getting these epic slow-mo shots of like all these funny turns. So, I don't know, it was just fun to put together and just a fun thing that we all did and I don't I mean, I don't know. I didn't I wasn't like thinking about it too much. What are the world. reactions that you've gotten from people? Oh, uh, it's like the greatest thing I've ever done apparently. <laughs> anybody any did it like bum it anybody kind of get bent well, out of shape about it? Uh, not too many, no one that I know personally, but I heard that Tiger got really choked about it. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> yes. Insane. I was a, yeah. I don't know why they took that as a shot to their company, but yeah, it was, that's quite strange. I, I got to hand it to you though. Kudos. Great, great, great video. Thank made you. Made me want to get out there and do Thank a little you. wake dragging. In yep. fact. Yes. I appreciate you. you did take me for a little wake drag earlier today, but, but the, in all seriousness, I mean, are you wake dragging in your free time? Every day, baby. (laughs) Right. I believe that. Um, Do you think that wakeboarding has a chance of ever becoming as popular as like other 
action sports and if so like what will it take um maybe hopefully down the road but it would just take boats becoming less expensive um cable parks being more accessible and people winching more you know i mean just the sport beat to be cheaper that's pretty much it you know like so if cable you look, parks and winching <laughs> exactly and hopefully boat companies will be able to make or we'll figure out how to make you know an amazing boat that puts up a huge wake that's affordable well that the thing right now is it doesn't seem like the boat boat companies are hurting it seems to me like they're having an easy time well i mean nautique malibu they, it doesn't seem like they can keep those expensive boats mm-hmm. in stock right now so they're obviously doing something right but we want to get more people on the water not you know yeah there's thousands of families that can afford those expensive boats but yeah i mean well then if if that's not going to happen then the answer is no it will never be as popular and never as you know big as the other action sports it just won't happen only a certain percentage of the population or people in america and australia and canada like these big countries that wakeboard a lot have that kind of money like and it's not a big percentage so it just won't happen yeah, well, it's cool to see, like, in Europe, where the where the cable parks are more popular than, mm-hmm. I don't really, once again, I don't know the boat sales, but what, what I do know is that out of Europe, it seems like there's more stuff at cable parks coming out, and yeah. I've heard, I've heard at, like, some cable parks, you go to a, a park, and, you know, here in Orlando at OWC, there's a handful of days a month where you go, and you, it takes you 15 minutes to wait in line to get up to the front of line, you know, but I hear... In other countries, you're waiting in line all day long. It's just like going to like a, a ski lift or something. Yeah. So, well, we'll we'll have to kind of sit back and and watch everything and and see how it all uh, comes forth. Uh, let's talk a little bit about your sponsor, Byerly Boards. What's your role on the team? Uh, yeah, Byerly is awesome. Team rider is in my role, and my board this year just released a new shape. Uh, AR2 it's called it's like a second shape we've done and it's amazing it's really good we learn a lot from the first one and first it took me a long time to get a pro model I, like it took me until what year I mean 2013 I guess that board released and the conspiracy was before that and stuff but that was never like officially in my board so I was riding a ton of different shapes so I think that was like beneficial for me because I knew like exactly what I wanted or an idea of what I wanted anyway to go to butch with so I thought we did really good with the first shape and then a few like new technologies came out after that and the new one is amazing I mean it's right now the only like the board that I want to ride like without lying at all like it's the best board I've ridden to date so well one thing I liked about your old board was it was kind of simple yeah well that's the same thing with this one it's simple we I mean that's how I like it so I don't think huge channels and just weird stuff on boards like needs to happen you know i think like just simple is good like my favorite boards are just something that looks like a traditional wakeboard and so that's kind of like what we went into this with and i like a wide nose and tail and you know like just a lot of like surface area and like soft landings and lots of pop and thin and you know what i mean so it's just it was easy i mean butch put it together and put some crazy cool technology in the inside and it works really well yeah well you've got a you, you, you've got your finger on the pulse when it comes to product design because back in your days as a skier i'm sure that people were sending stuff down to ski school for you to test out and then uh i remember i don't know if hyperlight still does it but they had that state board which 
which helped you on your toe side edge and i remember you were part of the product and yeah. design crew for a uh, research and design crew for that board i, I so. didn't design it but i, I wrote it a couple times i right. like that board yeah but i i know you're getting it. i've written a lot of boards and so i know you know i know how things ride by just looking at them kind of thing like i've been around a long time so i know that different shapes are gonna ride different ways and it's actually that's been like one of the cool things working with Byerly um with butch is uh he's so into that stuff i mean working with the scots working with the scots yeah he he understands like shapes on water more than anyone i think so it's been cool yeah it's been a good process very cool so what what is it like working with scott Byerly? how how much are you guys in contact uh i mean he's like just he's a really good guy first of all i mean if anyone knows him he's a great guy but i don't like work with him too much like about products and stuff like that i know that he has a say in everything that comes out but i just i work more with butch who's like the shaper and kind of the mastermind behind a lot of the product that comes out and stuff like that but i think byerly is has like a big influence on what things look like and stuff like that but i i know that butch is kind of the guy who like He's the chemist who makes it happen. Absolutely. Um, off the water, I know you've got some hobbies, skating, surfing, healthy eating. Uh, what else has been keeping you busy? Um, I've been filming a bunch lately. Yeah, I mean, I just like to stay busy, but I've been filming a lot. Uh, filming some stuff for Rockstar, and, and uh, I'm looking forward to that this year. Got a few projects for them on the go um, with a couple of the team riders. and You, you actually... Um, had a hand in a video with Rusty Malnowski that came out at the beginning of 2016. It was a pretty sick video. How nice. how much did you do with that? Well, I made the whole thing. We released it at Surf Expo as like a premiere or whatever, and people liked it. And then now it is on Rockstar's YouTube channel. So yeah, well, it's, it's called Still, and it's, it's Still and Rusty Malnowski. I'm looking at your setup here, and you got a pretty looky, uh, fancy looking camera and computer setup over there. So. Yeah. Yeah, I've come to find out how much computer and camera your cost. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, I mean, was it a long time? Were, were you no, not buying all the technology in your early buying a house, not the technology at the beginning of your career? Right. No, I mean, I've always been really into camera gear and always like geeking out on the dudes who I'm filming with and stuff like that. So I've always had a camera, but if you want to do it more professionally, you have to get a professional camera, you know. So I got a really nice camera now and a computer to go along with it to handle the footage. Very cool. Very cool. All right. And um, how about post wakeboarding? I mean, yeah, well, I th- I mean, I think about it a lot, obviously, with two of my major sponsors pulling out this year. Um, I still feel like I'm I'm uh, I'm still at a point in my career where I can continue to progress my riding. So it's disappointing to have a couple guys pull out because I knew I was going to pull out of wakeboarding. I mean, eventually, you know, I want to leave when I still can ride good and and walk away from it but I wasn't expecting you know big companies like Oakley and Tiger to pull out of me so disappointing but it definitely yeah like you said it makes me think about the next step here a lot more but but does that push you I mean are you are you right now in search of some more sponsors or I mean are you just kind of yeah I mean of course like I don't have a sticker on my board for clothing anymore you know like that was I, but I, it's kind of, it blindsided me a little bit because I rode for them for 12 years. You know, sure. I was on Oakley for 12 years, and it was an amazing relationship. They just pulled out of wake. So, I mean. Yeah, but let me ask you this. Isn't the writing, I mean, obviously I would never have thought you would get cut. I mean, you're, 
you know, arguably having one of the best years of your life, you know, coming off of one of the best seasons of your life. Mm -hmm. But so many names have been getting dropped from sponsors. I mean, does that set in the back of your mind somewhere? Well, I'm never like too worried about, I mean, yeah, of course it does. You know, we don't have a very secure career. It's always, you know, you're all either pretty much living year to year as far as that goes, like few so i'm not the only one (laughs) yeah as far as financial stability it's year to year but um yeah i mean as long as i can continue pushing my riding and people are still digging it i feel pretty confident that is if the company is still into wakeboarding that hopefully i'll be around but yeah i mean you can never really see a company you can never really foresee a big company like that pulling out and when they do pull it completely you know kind of disappointing but yeah i don't know i haven't really shopped around too much there's a lot of people on a lot of different teams and a lot not a lot of room so we'll see i mean whatever i'm not gonna write it off but i feel confident for you rathy that as we move forward these uh some companies are going to start approaching because of this podcast (laughs) yeah hopefully hopefully let's hope let's hope (laughs) yeah uh what do you have planned for spring summer fall 2016 um i'm gonna continue doing what i've been doing wakeboarding filming having fun and trying to push my riding all right, man. Um, before we finish up here, you want to send some shout-outs to anybody, sponsors or family? Yeah, I want to thank Continue Sport of Rockstar, Byerly, and Jet Pilot. Um, yeah, it's been great. That's actually sort of a new addition to my sponsor list and uh, teams that I'm part of is Jet Pilot. And got my second pro model vest out this year that I really like. and Some good rubber. Some good rubber, man. Yeah, those guys are awesome, actually. They're really cool, and they got a good international program. They got... Um, a big a big hand in all of the Australian wake scene and we're working their way into America. But yeah, no, it's good. Very good. How about the family? Anybody you want to say hello to? Yeah, my whole family. I I'm miss hope, them. Hoping they're listening. I miss them too. Yeah. Oh, your mom and dad always uh, always yeah, see them at the Masters yeah. and Yeah, I know they I know they're watching. Big big ski fans, big big toad water sports fans, as I like to say. Hey, where can everybody find you on social media? Just search my name. Hopefully something will pop up. That's it. Double A R O N. Yep. Rathy R A T H Y. Mm-hmm. On everything. You got the check on anything? No, no, I don't do that. No, but, but dude, you have a lot of followers on Instagram, man. Instagram. So. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's lucky. Yeah, do you, yeah. No, I appreciate that. If you're following me, thank you. Yeah. I'll continue to try to post cool stuff. I guess. I don't know. We'll see what I do. That's right. Yeah. Well, Rathy, looking out this back window at your house, uh, beautiful evening, a little overcast out here, but uh, I got to hand it to you, man. You've uh, really set yourself up in a really beautiful spot. Thank you. Yeah, man. Hey, this was great. I had a lot of fun. We got on the boat a little bit earlier, mm-hmm. got uh, got our drag on, got our wake surf on, and mm-hmm. podcast, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, let's do it again. Deck non-skid closed cell EVA products offer safe and comfortable alternatives to molded in non-skid paint on textures and other marine traction products. Employee owned and made in the USA, Deck is UV protected, non-absorbent foam and features an innovative textured micro dot surface for enhanced non-slip characteristics. Deck offers hundreds of standard patterns for anything from kayaks and paddle boards to fishing boats, wake boats and just about anything you 
can think of. Looking for something a bit more custom? C-Deck can facilitate just about any idea you can think of. Check out cdeck.com for more info on everything C-Deck. Again, that's S-E-A-D-E-K.com. Woodrow's is a sunglass company based in Central Florida that manufactures frames from wood and other sustainable materials. With an infrastructure built on a passion for action sports, life on the water, and the love for the great outdoors, there's no doubt Woodrow's handcrafted wooden and sustainable eyewear will fit your lifestyle. Use my promo code MANO30 and you'll get an additional 30% off your entire order. Once again, that's promo code MANO, M-A-N-O-3-0 at Woodrow's.com for 30% Set off everything. That's W O O D R O Z E dot com. The Golden Mike Podcast is back with the noise of the North. Dano the Mano, presented by C Deck Marine Products. I'm pretty cool hearing about Rappy's journey and all of his accomplishments in wakeboarding. Aaron doesn't hold back. Respectfully, of course, Rathy marches to his own beat. Does he have some strong opinions? Absolutely, yes. But I'd have to say that the guy has earned the right to speak his mind. Honestly, there aren't many athletes that can boast the accolades and achievements Rathy has earned in his two-plus decades on the water. Rathy is the last of a certain kind of rider. His days as a competitive skier are so far behind him, but... As carefree and easygoing as he is, there's no doubt he always pushes himself to a level far beyond what most can ever imagine. Rathy's toughest competitor is probably himself. To be honest with you guys, it's not a bad thing at all. He continues to progress every day, but I think what will solidify Rathy as one of the greatest wakeboarders of all time is his creativity and drive on the water. Okay, listeners, listen up. I'm hitting the road this spring and would love to see you all at some point or another. And the perfect place is at one of the great events I'll be announcing. So here's a short list of some of those upcoming dates. April 16th in Orlando for the Performance Ski and Surf Gravel Tour. The following week, April 21st through the 24th, back at OWC for the Nautique Wake Open presented by Rockstar Energy. Then in May, I'm heading to the Texas Ski Ranch for Cable Stock. Recording live there, so uh, keep your ears and eyes open for a very special episode featuring the biggest names in wakeboarding, Texas style. The following week, May 13th through the 15th, I'll be on Lake Las Vegas with the crew at Boulder Boats for the Malibu Rider Experience West and Pro Card Qualifier. Back to Orlando, May 21st for stop number two of the Performance Gravel Tour. And I cap off May Memorial Day weekend for the Nautique Masters of Water Skiing and Wakeboarding. You believe it's my 11th year on the mic? Whew, holy smokes, I'm getting old. Well, experienced, right? Yeah, yeah, that's the ticket. So, so many events and, and that's just the beginning of the season. Any questions? Email me, goldenmike at noiseofthenorth.com or message me through the Golden Mike Facebook page. I really do enjoy hearing from you all. In fact, one listener I was stoked to hear from was the winner of last month's Kobe Mikasich Wakeboard Giveaway. Congratulations, Dale Long from Beaver Lake in Plattsmouth, Nebraska. Contact me, ASAP, to arrange shipping, you lucky son of a gun, you. 
All right, guys, don't forget I'm on social media. Follow me once again on Twitter at the Dano T Mano and at the Golden underscore Mike. On Instagram at Dano T Mano, and be sure to like and share the Golden Mike Podcast Facebook page. One more thank you to Alliance Wakes Rider of the Year, the Dominator, Aaron Rathy. And now a few shout-outs to the sponsors and folks behind the scenes. Thank you to SeaDeck Marine Products, Performance Ski and Surf, Woodrow Sustainable Optics, Boulder Boats, GoPuck, Hungry Boards SUP, Logos That Pop, C4 Belts, and Rockstar Energy. That's going to do it for today's show. Appreciate y'all for tuning in and listening. I'm the Noise of the North, Dan Lamano, and you can hear me next time once again on the Golden Mike Podcast.